What's going on gamers? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I'm the Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this episode of Graveyard Gaming. Now, before in previous episode, I've talked about what movies I think that would make really good games. Well, today I want to take that a step further and I want to talk about movie trilogies that could make some interesting games. Then of course we'll talk about some games based on movies that were actually pretty good. They kind of give me hope even though it's been a while since we've seen movie adaptations i didn't even realize that until i started looking into this episode like man it's it's been quite a minute since we got a high quality movie adaptation now we've seen a few games based on movie worlds for example alien isolation isn't based off of an alien movie but in that universe but i'm talking a straight hey here's the movie here's the game to go with it i'm gonna look at a few of those and of course, we'll be talking about my graveyard shift, and it's time for the Game of the Month Award. So gamers, let's jump in and let's talk about my idea for some movie trilogies. So first off, gamers, let me start off by throwing this question out there. Why do I even want movies based on games? So here's the deal with me. I kind of view gaming as that next step in the evolution of storytelling in a way. See, with books, you can read, you can put yourself in that story, but you're kind of limited to the parameters that the author has given you. They're gonna tell you so much detail that you just kind of put yourself in that world but you still follow that pattern. When it comes to movies and TV shows, you have a little bit more freedom because now you can see the things, you see what you're experiencing, but you're still kind of working in that frame rate. There might be a little bit of, man, I would've went in this door. If that serial killer would've came this way, I would've not hit under the bed. I would've jumped out the window. Things like that, but you're still in a set parameters. However, with gaming, even in a linear game, or an open world game, you still have some parameters. I mean, there's no game out there that's just 100% free. You know, even something like, for example, Skyrim, you still have an area that you have to operate in. However, how you play the game and how I play the game could be totally different. It could be minor things, like in a linear level, how I chose to kill this guy or how I chose to take this guy out or which area I went to first, or when you go open world, just how you spend your time in that world. It gives you a little bit of freedom. It allows these stories to come out, these ways of placing yourself in this story that I think is just a great interactive version of storytelling. So when you go to a movie and you find yourself, and I'll say myself in this, when I'm watching a movie and I'm really getting drawn into there, I want to act that out. I want to take it a step further and, and make that my story as well. I want to become that character and do things. Now, let's point it out there and let's be real. In the past, several generations from the Nintendo all the way to really, if you think about it, the PS3 generation, we started getting these movie adaptations. Some were good. Some were very cheap. In fact, a lot of them, like E.T. or... Some of the other ones that are really well known that you just go, man, like, that was horrible. How did they put this game out? It barely works. So we've kind of moved past that. And I think right now technology is allowing us to do more. However, I also think the reason we stopped getting a lot of those things was because game developers realized, hey, to make a good game, we need more time. And that doesn't work well with a movie schedule. So that being the case, I understand it. So I'm going to look at some past movie trilogies because I still think that if you had a movie trilogy from, say, 10, 15 years ago or maybe even a couple years ago, let the developers work on it, put it out there. Fans will react to it. So let's start it off. Let's go with my very first one. And I'm going to go with the classic trilogy of Indiana Jones. Now, I know we've had the Lego games, but I kind of want a game set very similar to Tomb Raider and Uncharted. 
I can even see the menu of this game being navigated through using Henry Jones Sr.'s journal pages. You know, that classic journal from The Last Crusade that he had that I just thought was like one of the coolest movie props ever. I've always wanted to have a journal like that. I just think it'd be kind of cool as you're going to the options, it's flipping pages, or you're going to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and it flips a couple pages into it. Whatever it may be, I just think it'd be really cool just to kind of really tie you into that that world. Now, the thing is, let me just put this out there. These are some of my favorite movies. The Last Crusade is my favorite movie of all time. I remember actually watching Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and I wanted an indie experience so bad. Like I was so into that world. I can't go out there and act like Indiana Jones in my backyard. That would just look ridiculous, right? But if I have a video game that allows me to experience that, I want to do it. The only thing I could play was Uncharted, which is not bad. <laughs> you know, the first Uncharted is a lot of fun. But the reason I mentioned Uncharted and Tomb Raider 2013 and on is because those games take after indie so much. Especially the Uncharted series where the set pieces are big and the guy finds himself in just this what is going on situation. I love it. So let's just break down what these games could have. In each game, I think we could have some amazing set pieces. So let's think about Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can just see how that opening would be so amazing. You got this giant ball rolling. Before that, you have to get through this crypt and try to go just the right way watch out for the arrows watch out for the traps and then you get there you get the ball rolling that crazy escape scene obviously there can be some artistic license in there to really kind of beef up that section for a video game element but man that would be insane or how about that epic fight in the desert when you got that big plane kind of going in circles and you got to dodge propellers and you've got the several different people including the big guy man whoo i think that would be amazing then we go to Temple of Doom. Oh man, here's another good one. Because come on, how cool would it be doing that minecart scene? That would be absolutely fantastic. You know that would be so much fun in a video game form. Actually, Adam's Venture did it a while ago. And you know, as okay as that game was, that scene was actually pretty cool. I'd love to see that scene with Indiana Jones. Or how about that big drawbridge showdown? Oh man, every time I play a game with a drawbridge... That is what I think of. So I think that would be fantastic. Then we go to, like I said, my favorite movie of all time, The Last Crusade. Can you imagine how cool it would be if they could make that level under the Paris Library? Remember Indy gets in there with Elsa and they're going around. They see the drawing for the Ark of the Covenant on the wall. And, you know, that classic line of, are you sure? Yep, pretty sure. Because, you know, he's looked at it before. But... I mean, just imagine that. You're going through the sewers. You're kind of having to explore. I mean, I just think that would be fantastic. Just an awesome set piece of exploration. On top of that, when you get out of there, you get in that massive fight with the boats, with that one little cult that's their whole job is to protect the grail and keep people from getting near it. Man, that would be fantastic. Come on, man. What about the scene in the desert again? Where you're on the horseback and you're going to save your dad. And you got Marcus in the tank and your dad's in the tank. Meanwhile, you're fighting on top of the tank after being on horseback. And you, oh, there's just so much to that scene. If you've never seen these movies, these movies are fantastic. But I mean, just imagine getting to experience that. Now, I know that we have a game for Bethesda coming out for Indiana Jones in the next couple years. I know the chances are small, but oh, please come out on PS5. But... 
I mean, I just, as great as it is to experience something new, and I think that would be an awesome experience, whether I get to play it or not, just the simple fact that, man, I want to put my fedora on, I want to put a whip out, and I want to go on those classic adventures. The next trilogy I have in mind is the Avengers movies. Now, I know you might say, well, wait now, with Endgame, there are four movies, and how do you not have Endgame with Infinity War? Now, here's what I think you would do. You would make Endgame the main movie that this entire game is set in. Now, when they start using the time travel aspect to go back to the different scenes, that's when I would allow you to play out some big parts of those original three movies. Oh, man, we could have some cool stuff. For example, you go back to Avengers 2012, and you get to play out that entire scene. Because maybe Captain America and Iron Man are reminiscing on that scene before they actually go back. Then when you go back, you play out the in-game version of it, because that could be cool. And again, you could beef it up a little bit. Maybe Hawkeye and Black Widow, when they're sitting there debating who's going to go jump off and sacrifice themselves, maybe we get that imagination, we get that memory, if you will, of what happened in Budapest. I mean, you could just really fill some stuff in. Again, these can be levels from all the original movies. It doesn't just have to be the three Avengers movies, because, like, for example, you don't see Age of Ultron in Endgame. Like, they don't go back to that country to do anything. But you can make a mission based off of that. Because you can get, you kind of have free reign. Again, this could be using memories. They could be having these discussions. You could fill in the gaps. And ultimately, what it would get you to do is to be able to live out some of those awesome scenes, I mean, come on, just the powers and the different things these characters can do should just make an amazing job of doing it. Crystal Dynamics Avengers game always puts out DLC. When it does, if it's anything like the movie characters, people flock to it. And those get downloaded a lot and people criticize them or love them, whatever it may be, because I think people want to experience it from that world. So I just think this would be an awesome way to do it. And come on, I mean, here's some other ideas you could have, right? Obviously, we know the Battle of New York. You know, you're thinking about the airport scene from Captain America Civil War because I would include that. To me, that was always like Avengers 2.5 anyway. What about the battle on that planet where you've got Thanos versus Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, the Guardians of the Galaxy? How cool would that be to experience it? And then finally, man, you have that battle in Wakanda where Thor comes back. Whew! You could just have such amazing things. This would allow you to get to play so many different characters. And then, of course, you're going to finish it all off with in-game's massive battle with everybody. Oh, man. I just think it would be so much fun. Yes, I think you could have some cool, you know, things we could see with Crystal Dynamics and let them make their own new games and their own fresh ideas. But I'm telling you, I would love to jump into the Avengers movies world and just get to have fun and play it. Oh, man. I would be there day one. No doubt about it. And the final game that I'm going to do, because keep in mind, this is a whole thing about trilogy, so I'm only doing three, and that's the John Wick movies. Here's the deal. I love this series. When they first came out, it actually took me to John Wick 3 before I watched any of them. Because to me, it was Keanu Reeves. It was an action movie. No big deal. But when I watched the first one, I fell in love because there is such an awesome lore in this movie series. I mean, like, the way they talk about things, you're like... Ooh, I want to know more. And with the thing that I really love about it is it's not done in a frustrating way where you're like, I don't understand what's going on. They know how to feed you just a little bit of stuff but get you so interested in that. So this could be this. This could be John Wick again. And I love to experiment and bring in 
other ideas and stuff. So you've got the three movies you're basing it off of. But that doesn't mean you can't throw in a few levels here of showing some classic younger John Wick, how he would take out his targets. Maybe we see why he owes certain people stuff or how he's got coins from other people as he saved them or whatever it may be. But here's how I would do this on a gameplay level because this is the one I've thought more about when it comes to actually the terms of holding the controller and playing it. I see the Hitman World of Assassination trilogy, but in reverse. Now, the things the Hitman games did was A, an amazing level design, B, and this is the most important, they had item interaction that was amazing. And what I mean by that is you could set up some awesome kills, you could pick up things in the environment and just use them in ways you would never think of. I want to see that for John Wick, because John Wick, what makes it so stylish is the way in which he kills people. He does so many different things, whether it's balls out with guns, or if you remember in the first movie, he hits a guy, and as the guy's rolling over his car, he's shooting through the car's roof to kill the guy as he's been hit with the car, and he's rolling over the roof. These are things that would be so much fun. So, where Hitman has it set up, where yeah, you can go guns blazing in a worst case scenario, but they really want you to focus on stealth. I would present the levels where, yes, there is stealth to be had and you can set them some things up, but the game is going to award you for actually going as stylish as you can, for taking these people on, for, you know, getting into a fight with four or five people, but also noticing, oh, cool, I can reach over if I'm in a kitchen and slam the fridge door right in some guy's face, pull the gun from his hip, shoot the guy to my left, turn around, shoot the guy that's covering his broken nose from the fridge, grab the butcher knife, chuck it to the guy in the back of the room. Oh, man. And then as more people come up, guess what? You've disconnected the gas and you throw a lighter as you jump out the window. Boom. Oh, man. I just see so much fun with this. And that's not even getting into the actual movie things that they've done in the movies that would allow you to recreate those scenes. And again, what I talked about earlier is in a movie, you're kind of watching what he does. In this game, maybe you do that way or maybe you find a different way to take these people out. Either way, I just think this would be a custom-made game to really get that action experience. Whoo, man. Plus, we all know Cyberpunk, man. People love the idea of Keanu Reeves in a game. Let's give you Keanu Reeves as you really love him as John Wick. Now, gamers, I said that I would talk about some good movie games. Now, here's the thing. It has taken me a little bit of research to find some of these I was again I was trying to stay with adaptations. I wasn't trying to get really too far in the hey, this is based on this movie series. So let's kind of break out some ones I have. And trust me, there's some definitely some older games on here. Now, first off, I've gotta go with Matrix Path the Neo. I'd even thought about doing a Matrix trilogy set of games, but then I realized Path of Neo is that. You take all the highlights from the Matrix trilogy and you just show all the cool fights with Neo. So that was definitely awesome. X-Men Origins Wolverine. I mean, come on, guys. You felt like Wolverine in that game. They did a really great job of kind of building up that mission that kind of sets the backdrop for why Wolverine left Team X. And honestly, it's a fundamentally good game. I really enjoyed it. You have the classic Spider-Man 2. I mean, let's be real. There were some issues with that game, especially if you go back and play now, but they really made you feel like a superhero for one of the first times in gaming. And also... Come on, man. Swinging through the city itself, the web swinging, was whew, that was fun. Guys, I'm going to tell you this one right now. This one gets overlooked, but this was a fantastic game. 
Batman Begins. That's right. The movie adaptation of Batman Begins was awesome. It was all about causing that fear in the enemies. You know, they'd be on the ground and you would do things like throw your battering and get them freaked out. And all of a sudden they'd get really erratic with their shooting and stuff. And that gave you this opening to get down there and kick their butts. That was an awesome game. Die Hard Trilogy. This was wild, guys. Back on the PS1, this was one of my games. I absolutely loved it. Going through Nakatomi Tower, just blasting people was so much fun. And the cool thing about this game is it was three different movies, three different styles of gaming. The first game, Die Hard, you're actually third person. You're going around, you're shooting terrorists. It's cool. You go to Die Hard 2, and you're actually in like a on-the-rail shooter game. Then you go to Die Hard Vengeance, and it's kind of like a racing game, trying to get to the different bombs. Different styles of play. I know personally I was a big fan of the first game, and I didn't really play the other two in the set, but it was still overall a great, great game. And last but not least, if you're my age, you can't deny, GoldenEye is right there. What a fantastic game. And here's the trick. Here is the absolute trick that is going to blow people's mind. GoldenEye is a good movie. It is not as good as most people think because most people think of GoldenEye and they think of how cool that game was. But the movie is good. The game was great. So gamers, what have I been doing on the graveyard shift? Well, most of my time has actually been in Ghost of Tsushima. I've got to the second area. I'm still clearing up some side content from it. I haven't even started on the main missions. Now, I'm not trying to do all the side content until I move on. It just so happens that every time I clear a point of interest, another one pops up. Or I run into one of the side missions, one of the tales of Tsushima, and I get sucked into it and I want to play that. So that's what's going on there. Absolutely loving it though. I'm so glad I went back to this game. I've also made it a little bit further into Persona 5. I'm really starting to understand the story. I think it's a really cool concept. In all honesty, I know this might sound like somewhat of a stretch, but to me... It makes a lot more sense than Kingdom Hearts, and they kind of deal with the same thing in a way, dealing with people's hearts and stuff. But I love the idea of where I'm at in the game. You have a volleyball coach at the school who sees the school as his castle. He's the king. So when you go into his subconscious, he's the king, and the school is now a castle, and he's like got the different volleyball members as his slaves that he's torturing. Because in real life, he's being kind of a dick as a coach man so i just think that's really cool i love how they've interpreted that i'm really getting into the gameplay and that turn-based style i'm just i'm really really enjoying it i can't wait to get back into it really get a little deeper see some of the other things in the game so having a lot of fun with it i played a little bit more of jurassic park evolution and i cannot explain how it is that i get so sucked into this game i've made it and i've unlocked the second island Looks like the weather is going to be a lot bigger threat here than it was on the first island. Hopefully, though, I can start to upgrade and build those awesome stronger fences so that I can actually keep some carnivores. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I had to just get rid of my carnivores on the first island because they just kept running amok. So I can't wait to really dig in a little bit more with Jurassic Park. I've played a few more games in MLB The Show 19. Like I mentioned in my last episode, I've kind of gone back to that i really want to finish out that franchise before i move on to any other mlb game i know i'm a few years behind but i played a total of three games i won two i lost one you know it happens i was doing player lock for the most part and i gotta tell you i got some great hits 
couple more home runs with my created character. Man, I, I don't know that I will be in the running for, or getting close, I should say, to beating the home runs in a season record, but I think I've got a great season mode going on with my created character. I'm just having a lot of fun when I play the game, so trying to definitely get that back in rotation and really, really would love to say that by the time the World Series happens in real life, I would love to say that I can actually get through franchise mode around that time as well. And lastly, I've gotten back into my WWE 2K19 universe. I've really, really enjoyed the kind of story that I'm starting to set up. I'm using kind of some of the storylines that I had, and I'm kind of refreshing them and just kind of doing some things with it, really enjoying it. I'm trying to find a way to capture that for you guys. Now, back in the day, I used to keep a blog, and I kept a running list of it. Uh, for me, it just kind of helps me personally remember where I'm at in my story, helps me really get a lot out of the story. But I'm trying to think of a way to make an update for that for those of you that may be interested in what's going on in that universe and just how I kind of mentally go through it, the storylines I set up, the way they weave into each other. So once I figure that out, I will let you know. But I am also happy to say that I've just had some awesome matches in that game ever since I've went back to it. So it's been a lot of fun. Can't wait to keep playing it. But you guys are probably wondering, what is my game of the month? I'm not going to lie to you. It has to be Ghost of Tsushima. And I didn't know if it would be for me or not. Because like I said, last year I played it and it just didn't connect with me. Now, I've mentioned it before. I was under a timeline. I was trying to rent it. I got to the point that I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to beat it. So maybe I can just at least get through the first section. And it just, You know what I mean? Like I just put so much pressure on it. I wasn't able to just enjoy the game. And I just had that in the back of my mind this whole time. So going back to it, uh, finding out that no, this game is definitely for you. I definitely see why so many people loved it. I'm falling in love with this game. There's just no way it could be anything else. I will say that it was close with Control. And my review for Control will drop this Wednesday. But ultimately, the fact that I went back and it was absolutely not just, no, you know what, this is a cool game. But no, no, I see why people like this game. It just puts Ghost as my game of the month. Well, gamers, I would love to know your thoughts on these game trilogies. I would love to know if there's any movie trilogies you would like to be seen made into games. Always hit me up at thegraveyardgamer@gmail.com. Find me on the Instagram at thegraveyardgamer or find me on Twitter at thegraveyardg. Till next time, guys, I'll be creeping around the graveyard. Yeah.